Oh boy, <laughs> this got a little too real before the show. Uh, hi, Tony. Hey, oh, dude. Hey, hey, so I know this is kind of a hot topic. We'll talk about this uh, when we start the show proper. But so school's getting ready to quote unquote start, right? Yeah, when, bud. When you were when you were a wee little fat lad, uh, getting mm. ready to go back to school, like what was what was your parents' regimen of like? All right, we got to get him back in 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 school shape. You know what I mean? Got to get back on the rotation of brushing our hair, brushing our teeth. Well, you probably didn't have hair then. Uh, brushing our teeth, you know, combing our beard, uh, uh, showering, going to bed at a decent time. Like you know, you put Ted to bed. I, at, is Ted Ted an eight o'clock bedtime? Uh, he usually falls asleep around that time. So I was just <laughs> oh, checking so on him. Yeah, okay, right on. Yeah, uh, listen, uh, first of all, hair comment, that's below the belt, bud. That's apropos, okay? Uh, I can't convince people that I had long hair when I was a kid and in high school. It's because it was fake. They they straight up won't believe me. It was plugs. Pictures, doesn't matter. I got them all. I got every school picture from the the day I stepped into first grade through the day I graduated, all long hair. Uh But hey, nobody wants to listen to that. Anyway, listen, Barb. Bless her heart. Yep. Saint she is. Uh, sure. She she is the reason I'm an FPOS. Uh, she an would wake EW me up. FPOS. Well, I don't know if she's. A, I can blame her for the EWA, but uh, you know, straight out of Compton, and uh, she would wake me up every morning, and she'd call me Prince Chunk. We've discussed this yep. before. We know Prince and, Chunk. Uh, yeah. I'd have like a couple toaster strudels just waiting for me. Sure. But like, but like in summertime, like what was your like back to school regimen? Like, did you get put like, what was your normal school bedtime? And like, when when did that start though? Was it like beginning of August? Was it before? Like I always hated because the the fair was happening. Right. So I'm sitting here like, fuck, we're going to go to the fair. We're going to stay up late. And well, once I finally had a parent that cared about me, I was like, Hey, uh, you got to go to bed at a decent time, asshole. You can't just be staying up till whenever the fuck. Like yeah. nine o'clock is is the time you got to be home and uh, and in bed by ten. Like that was my bedtime. We yeah. them, we we put the kids in bed by nine uh, during the school year. But we're getting to that point that yeah. even without actual school happening, or at least for us, that it's like you know fuck. It's August sixth. We got to start putting these kids at a, a regiment of a, a bedtime, getting our hair you know hairbrushed teeth brushed all that business uh to get them back into uh to, uh to school rhythm i just wondered like what that looked like for you i remember how painful it was for me yeah i i wasn't really one to go run the town or run the neighborhood anyway i had a couple of friends on the block but that was about it but it didn't yeah, look like you was... run very much anyway i didn't figure you did back then <laughs> rode a lot of bike can yeah. i can i be real psychologically honest with you absolutely i i am deathly afraid to ride bikes because Are when you? i was a kid oh man when i was a kid i i checked out on a bike one time uh-huh. and i i got a scar on my lip i got a big old gash on my elbow i got i got scars on my legs like i you just passed out or you just like like just went no i just crashed on my bike and it was down a hard. bad deal yeah and that was when i was like i don't know 10 or 11 but ever since i'm just like scared to ride bikes so and i've done it a couple times but it, it gives me anxiety it really does uh here's here's my <laughs> i don't even want to know if i want to admit this story that's pretty embarrassing actually <laughs> Uh, so here's my bike story. Uh, we were living in Baxter and, uh, and I was, I was going to wrestling. I was in wrestling. Good. I, 
this is a this, such a good story. Thanks for sharing. You're welcome. Uh, so yeah. I was living in Baxter. I was doing wrestling at the time and uh-huh. riding my bike. Right. So on my way, riding my bike around, say hello to the coconut wife, riding my bike around. And I, I got my shoestrings caught in the chain. And I'm just like, it's pitch fucking black. My mom was God knows where. My stepdad was a a junkie just like she was. And so, like, here I am, middle of this small town, but I'm a child. So I'm, like, freaking out, having a fucking meltdown, dragging this bike behind me, like, on the the ground. I feel you, On the ground. And I didn't even realize I could have just taken my fucking shoe off and <laughs> walked the bike off. <laughs> I was just too fucking emotionally distraught to realize, you asshole, this fucking shoe strings aren't attached to your foot, you piece of shit. <laughs> oh, but I got my hair, my long haircut in the, the, wife in the bike chain. Things haven't changed. Why the fuck was your hair by the bike chain? I'm just trying it's to prove you I had long hair. There. I'm just trying to prove I had extremely long hair. Uh, yeah, no, no one believes you had long hair. Kids used to walk up to me on the street and go, "What's up, Rumpelstiltskin?" And uh, Rumpel fat skin, I think is what you meant to say. Uh, I when I biffed it on the bike, dude, and cut myself up, I walked like I walked. It, it was probably only two or three blocks, right? But when you're a kid and you're fucked up and you're crying, I and, was like, "Yeah, listen, I walked 15 miles <laughs> uphill both ways like in the snow." When I, when I wrecked this bike, like it wrapped up in that fucking chain so bad, and then yeah. I'm just like crawling, dragging this fucking bike. Just I just remember it being like, "Ah, somebody oh, help man. me!" <laughs> I had so much I'm, color on me; they could have called me Shawn Michaels. I'm pretty sure. I mean, I lived in Baxter, a small town, so I'm pretty sure I lived like five or six blocks from the school. It wasn't a far walk or ride. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, my other bike story is I was an idiot kid riding around in, uh, on a bike uh, with no shoes on and mm. went to put my feet down to to stop myself and definitely right. just tore my fucking feet all up. Oh, that sucks. The only other fun bike story that I remember is um, I got a new bike one Christmas uh, or maybe it was my birthday. Probably was my birthday because that would have not been in the snow and I would run it up and down the driveway and we had we had a rock rock driveway like a small rock driveway gravel is what and, that's called uh, Tony. gravel yeah, you fucking gravel, sure. white asshole yeah and uh no that's that's poor people rock okay we can't call it gravel uh and you know the thing you do where you're going and then you hit the brake and do the skid oh yeah yeah I, I did that except my wheels caught and instead of kind of skidding they kind of caught and i flipped like i i almost like uh, what do you call it? Slingshotted myself. Yeah, like right threw yourself into, off of the bike. Yeah, right into the garage door. So yep. had a big old uh, FPOS sized dent in the garage door. <laughs> Basically, what I think this boils down to, uh, it got away from the kids' topic. But what this boils down to is, you and I probably don't ever belong on bikes like ever again. <laughs> Listen, I don't. I, it's not a picture perfect situation on a bike i can't imagine any reason i would ever be on a bike uh, maybe, a maybe i could see you on a stationary bike because you don't leave your house yeah, <laughs> yeah i was gonna say like one of those like, like an elliptical or an yeah. exercise bike maybe yeah. but that's about the only pel- kind of bike it'd be a getting. peloton though right uh i mean nothing you're, less because you're an ewa it would be a peloton yeah. like i'm not gonna work out unless i can watch tv i mean that's exactly right that's exactly right uh the wife's asking me to drill so i gotta go <laughs> Swole. Swole.
wall is the goal. Size is the prize. Gains a clock. And you ain't it. <laughs> Hello. Welcome to the 63rd edition of the DTS podcast. I am Tony. Hello, I'm Derek. Who's number 63? We got to have one. I was just going to say, I was just pulling it up. I meant to before and I forgot to. Uh, Raven's see. number 63, Isaiah Williams. Oh, okay. I don't right know. No, no, that doesn't. No, I don't like that idea. Uh, this is uh, number 63, uh, Broncos Greats by the Numbers. Uh, this would be Jeff Byers, who he wears number three right now. Beyond that, there's never been a whole lot of people that wore this. Jeff, yeah, that's that's all I got, man. Nothing great. We gotta we gotta be getting close to Jonathan Ogden. I think he's sixty eight, if I remember right. That might be. Yeah. I mean, everyone, everyone that wore uh, sixty three for the Broncos played for like less than five years, so no nobody really oh. good. Jo's number seventy five. We got a little ways to go. Yeah. Well, hello everybody. Welcome. We got a, a good show going on tonight. There's a, a massive lightning round. I don't know what the fuck Derek was thinking about adding about twenty seven <laughs> topics to the lightning yeah, round, but. Yeah. It's uh, lightning and thunder and an entire storm, apparently, (laughs) that's going to last the Uh, uh, entirety of the show. Yeah. We're going to talk about sad shit going on in Beirut. We're going to talk a little bit about old uh, Facebook news. TikTok's got a – TikTok's on here like four times tonight, man. TikTok is going down. Yeah, there's some weird TikTok shit going on. That's for sure. Yeah. An ex-wrestler buys the XFL. Yeah, and a demigod. Yeah, he bought the NFL. What's with that, bud? True, yeah. All he wants to tell you is, hey, you're welcome. Yep, that's true. And bailed out Vince McMahon. Yeah, that's right. Uh, players getting cove all over the globe. Yep. Uh, Trump has uh, – it, it must be the probably going to go down as the worst presidential interview of all time yeah. ever. Dude, I hope he gets uh, a presidential library just so he can get just just burnt to the ground. I hope Biden wins and says, now pres- nope, no presidential, <laughs> no presidential library, library for this guy. <laughs> Give them no thanks. Kids are back in school. We're going to talk about got that huge lightning round with all our topics. Sony had a state of play. Uh, spoiler alert, kind of a, kind of a snooze fest. Um, and then we're going to talk a little bit more about what Apple's got going on. We're going to finish up what we watched and played. So you ready to jump right in there, buddy? Absolutely. I had to move your face. Clicks, dude. I had to move my face. You know what? I've Listen, we should address this, okay? Click, clack, tally, whack, give the dog a bow. You know what I'm saying? No, I don't. And uh, Derek's really mad because yep. of this right here. Yep. He, he heard it the other week. Huh? Goddamn 60 fucking episodes. I didn't hear it. The wife commented about how much she hates it because it takes away from the fun. Yeah, that's you have fine. such good zingers, I, and then I there's was, like a half second of a click, and then the swoosh. Oh, uh, yeah. I could see that. I could see that. Um, I'm committed to either editing those out for you or or huh? I'm going to send you a couple. I'm going to send you a couple links on Amazon. You can buy me a new mouse. Um, I'm going to find the quietest mouse available. Here's here's where I'm at with this this whole thing, right? You ready? You ready for this lowdown? Here's before my alternative. <laughs> Which is worse? But like, okay, this is your optometrist. You're at the eye doctor here, okay? Uh-huh. Yep. Better first. Better second. So here's where better I'm at. first. No, here, here's where we're at. Tony Welchel, God love yeah. him. Uh, yeah. I, I, the one of the hosts of this show, the the host of this show, really. God fearing man himself. Uh, yes, absolutely sure. Has. Don't let him fool you. A copious amount of fucking time on his hands. A copious fucking amount of time on his hands. So to say Mm. that he couldn't sift through 
Do you know the meaning of copious? A shit ton of time on your hands. Go ahead. Go ahead and and tell me what copious. Copious amount of time means. Go ahead. Abundant in supply or quantity. (laughs) Yep. Not only do you have that on. (laughs) Never mind. Why are we talking about why are we talking about my tiring here, bud? Yeah, that's no shit right there, bud. <laughs> uh, you have so much time on your hands, and yet you you devote the ninety minutes to two hours to record with me. But when it becomes the time to edit it and make it the best it possibly can, you're like, click a couple buttons and hope for the best, boys. <laughs> or yeah. you could say that I have a copious amount of nudes from your mother. That would be fine. Whatever. Could say that I have a copious amount more knowledge than you. That's not true. We're gonna we're gonna work copious into the rest of this show. That's already too but much copious. Somebody in Beirut had in this thing. Somebody in Beirut had a copious amount of explosives on a dock. Apparently, oh yeah. And and uh, if and you're the con- president of the United States, and they confirmed that this was not weapons, that this was no. just. Of course not. Donald Trump's out there telling everybody. Well, he's out listen, there saying that it's like a, a fucking attack. Like he's out some, here listen, some people, some people, they say it was an attack. My generals, they think it was an attack. They uh, have uh, proof that it was a bomb of some sort and somebody planned an attack. But some people say maybe there was some bomb, maybe there's some explosives that were contraband and stored there. Some people say it's one thing. Some people say it's the other. That's our fucking president, guys. So Beirut, this is probably, I don't know, this has to be one of the craziest things you've seen in a long time, right? Yeah, that's for goddamn sure. And I do want to, I don't want to get too far down this ridiculously crazy rabbit hole, um, but I've really never thought about this because I guess I just kind of took it at face value and maybe I shouldn't, right? My brother shared this and he's, he's, he's a lot there. I love him to death. Charlie, you're the best. Uh, but he, he shared this uh, uh, post and it is <clears throat> It's showing the the destruction of Beirut. I mean, pure destruction from it's this bad explosion. Deal. It's like a nuke went off, basically. And he's saying it's the picture of of the building, the partial building that's still there, and everything else that's destroyed. And he says, "You're sitting here telling me that this gigantic explosion couldn't knock that building down, but an airplane took out the World Trade Centers? Sure." Mm. And I've never thought about I, that, but it's like that's a hot that's a hot take. I uh, well, you know, you know the whole thing that was going on about nine eleven with the towers falling, right? Yeah, I, was just never, the, that's a, that's a different story for a different a book, but I've never, I, I just didn't. I, well, yep, I know I get it, but apples I was just, to oranges, buddy. Whoa. Anyway, it's apples to oranges. Yeah. Anyway, Listen. there's some bad shit happening to Beirut. Beirut's already in a big unrest. Um, there's a there's a pretty evident clip going around of the president talking about this, and he just keeps calling it that country. And so now analysts are pretty convinced that he doesn't know that Beirut is in Lebanon. Yes, because he just keeps saying that <laughs> the bomb that happened in that country, and somebody, wanted, country. <laughs> somebody wanted to attack that country. Mm-hmm. Like he says Beirut, but he doesn't say Lebanon. So it's not clear that he understands it's the capital of Lebanon. But anyway, uh Beirut is in a massive civil unrest right now. It's not quite a civil war, but there's a lot of civil unrest. So you're talking about a part of the country in Lebanon that is uh, rife with crime. It's rife with uh, homeless people, far more homeless people than um, than I guess is, is normal. Uh, people are saying that there's hundreds of homeless people living in in the dock area of Beirut. And yeah. 
There's like a fireworks show that starts from the dock. Some shit catches on fire. It's really not clear at this point. But you can see with all this smoke going on that there's like basically fireworks happening, right? Which it was confirmed that they had a huge fireworks stash right. um, that had been confiscated. But apparently something else was there that all of a sudden, kaboom, huge mushroom cloud. It shattered windows for a couple miles. It leveled uh, dozens of blocks. And it, I mean, it looks like a war happened. It looks like it there was, was a nuclear blast that went it off. It was just ridiculous. And you, I, got, I mean, you got people, you, you see things like this on movies where like people are just uh, mindlessly walking the streets and like half their face is gone. They're missing an arm. Like, that was really what was going on. You could find videos of people just walking out of uh, out of the smoke and the rubble, and they're just bloodied up. They're missing digits on their hands, like the dust, the debris, the chaos, yeah. the the confusion that's all happening around them because of this explosion. And, and it was first, like a movie, dude. The first thing that I read, I think, online was that the the biggest rumor was that there could be a, a weapons cache or weapons stash in this area. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which real or not, the idea that either there's a weapons cache or some kind of chemical there to make right. explosives, which apparently has also been long uh, challenged by. I don't know if it's the um, the guy that runs Lebanon is the country who's challenged Beirut to be like, yo, you guys are hiding weapons, but they haven't said anything. So uh-huh. th- there is some details there that I am not privy to speaking about, but. The first initial reaction was a, either weapons or a weapons cache because that kind of explosion doesn't just happen from, you know, nothing blowing up a, a balloon with some helium. You know what I mean? Right. There's a lot of unknown questions. I mean, if, if there's a weapons unknown stash answers. there. Yeah, unknown answers. If there's a weapon stash there. I think that our government would have known about it having uh, with our level of foreign affair power and, and statesman like interest in a We've, lot of these things. We pulled out of like every one of those things. So how do we know a goddamn thing? Our president's worried about controlling all the media. So I, I think our CIA, CIA probably knows far more than anybody besides CIA knows. Like if there's civil unrest going on in countries that we're associated with, I feel like we know about those things, but um, anyway, yeah, you'd also think that we would be able to beat a virus because we're so forward thinking, but yet here we are. Yeah. Well, okay, you know, that's a really great point you've just made. So I'll back up on that. But um, yeah, there's a lot of unknown questions. Like if there were explosives at this dock, why the fuck were they just sitting there? Like it's not a good excuse to be like we were waiting to figure out a better place to put them and we forgot about them. Yeah, Russia stopped by about a decade ago and kind of dropped them off. We didn't know what to do with them. So we were holding on to them like it was lost and fucking found. Well, it's all weird. And ironically this has been a couple days and and there's still not any information out about it which is it's not a little clear. weird in 2020 yeah. um that things aren't readily available to us so <laughs> like just a shock there's nothing thing? we're doing about it and i don't know anybody yeah i don't know anything about it uh, i don't know anybody that lives there or anything so it doesn't really impact me but it, it just it's just one more thing in this absolute chaotic mess of a, of a year that we've had true more chaos from the Book of Faces. They're keeping their employees home for practically a year. So, yeah, you know, they, they've been one of the most forward facing about keeping their employees home and, and working virtually. And it's, oh, we're going to keep them home till July 2020. And then we're going to do it till October. Then we're going to do it till January 2021 was what we talked about just a few weeks ago. And now it's like, hey, bud, July 2021. 
and and so in my my experience, obviously, I'm I'm essential, so I'm not staying home anywhere. You, of course, have been stuck at home since when? We got sent home like March 12th. And you're not going back to work till when? At the very earliest, October. And more than likely, probably not then, right? Yeah, the plan right now is even going forward that we would uh, we would still continue to work from home on a semi permanent basis. So one week on, one week off, something similar to that. So it, I'm kind of stuck at home. It's crazy to me. Like I, I, I understand. Like you've gone through a ton of like. <laughs> Uh, I don't even know what to fuck. What, what do you call it? Just uh, you're, you're stuck in, you're stuck in your house, you know, uh, mental turmoil. Like yeah. that's, that's kind of the deal. It's just it, the idea that someone has, and Facebook's great, great big company. <laughs> they, they employ a lot yeah. of motherfuckers. So to be right. like, all these people are sitting at home and hopefully, hopefully social distancing, you know, doing what you've been mm-hmm. doing, which is trying to stay safe. But mm-hmm. the idea that you're basically locking yourself inside a house and not leaving for over a year. Yeah, that's I, I try really hard not to think about it, but like I'm pretty upfront with people even at work. Like this this is home. this is one of the hardest things like I think that I've ever been asked to do and it's it's far harder than I would have ever imagined. It'd been one thing if we were at home for a few weeks. Well, and yeah, I think, that's kind of what it initially started as, but that initial reaction are. was like, okay, cool. Like I'm down to take a little bit of a Hell break. Yeah, work from home. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm down to take a break. I'm down to do that. But as such a, a forward personality, and both of us are, we are both those a type personalities, like being around other people, interacting with people, using our communication, both, uh, you know, personal, intrapersonal, whatever you want to say, like those kind of things are, are, are needed for us to thrive as a human being. So to put somebody in a position such as you or, or however many folks at Facebook are this way to go, Mm -hmm. Hey, have no real interaction face to face with people, at least through your work, which is a lot of your life down here. That Holy shit. I think, I think you're going to see a lot of companies that uh, double down, triple down, quadruple down on um, the virtual work environment, specifically networking virtually. So there was such a reactive, um, a reactive movement when we all got sent home across multiple industries to uh, quickly adapt to working with your team virtually. So having daily virtual huddles or group chats, um, having video conference available, things like that. I think a lot of people and a lot of companies have adapted well to that, but now you're dealing with a situation where, geez, you're going into five months, six months, 10 months, 12 months, who knows, and you're only really talking to these people, right? You've you've kind of gotten into this groove where you just stopped to, you stopped talking to your network because if, if first you thought this was very temporary, you're going to be back in the office, then it's like, okay, well, now I'm kind of like, okay, I'm at home. I really got to think about, like, do I need monitors? Do I need a desk? Like, it, it quickly adds up, and you realize you're six months in, and, like, I haven't talked to my mentors. I haven't talked to people that I see daily just randomly in the hallway or at the coffee shop or, uh, you know, in the cafeteria. So now I'm really fi- finding out that there's only about 10 or 12 people that I talk to ever and I'm like robbing myself of that diversity and that inclusion. I think a bigger thing <clears throat> is to look at the idea that you're you're really just eliminating a lot of this relationship building, not only for you, but for other people. You know, what yeah. you as a tenured person, you might have new people coming on and 
be able to be that mentor, silent mentor or whatever it may be without actually having that title. And you're really losing that by these people being at home and not having that opportunity to gather that knowledge because you know how hard it is. I, I would, I, I guess I, this is me personally. I would think it would be extremely hard to reach out from home. I'm over here in Kellogg. I'm going to hit up Tony. Tony Walchel apparently is really good at communication. Okay. I'm going to hit up Tony. Hey, Tony, I'm not so great at communication. Can you, can you help me out? What can you do to help me? And, and, mm. and just that response, it's not going to, it's not going to land as well. You're not going to be able to teach as well. You're not gonna be able to learn as well being so far apart. It, it just really, the logistics of it makes complete sense. The money savings for companies makes complete sense. But I, I just think you're doing your employees and maybe even your customers in the long run a disservice by really removing them from kind of being able to build whatever that personality is between right. each other and then having that go towards a customer. Yeah. The telling thing here too, is that uh, you're getting into August. And so now you're seeing companies post about their second quarter financials, um, which is basically encompassing an entire three months of pandemic. And I think to some people's surprise, you're finding a lot more profit than you would have originally thought. Uh, overhead costs are extremely down. Um, companies are posting some, sometimes record numbers for their profits. And I can tell you from from the perspective of the employer that I work for, uh, production has not gone down. It's actually gone up. So, I mean, now you're, now you're faced with the, the realization that when there's not a pandemic, you have a very inclusive work environment. People are very encouraged to get involved with activities and groups and, um, you know, network and, and take breaks and go, walk and talk and get coffee. Uh, but now that you got a pandemic and they're forced to be home, you're faced with the realization that there's a lot of wasted time at your office. Um, shit you're paying employees to do that at least in the short term over the last four or five months doesn't actually get you anything. You can stick them in an office at their house and they would do more shit. There's a difference between paying someone to stand at the beverage bar eating yeah. a bagel from Panera Bread and, and the expenditure that goes into operating that, that building, paying uh -huh. all the power and lights, paying for you know that, that appliance cost, the, the cost for that employee, plus the cost of that bagel, where instead you can go, asshole, you can go sit at home playing Call of Duty and I'm going to save money. And they don't give a fuck. I don't know. Listen, that's... Allegedly. Yeah, maybe somebody's playing a copious amount of Call of Duty. Oh, like I don't, allegedly. I don't, I don't know who that. Allegedly, I don't know who that would be. But you're right. Listen, the the bottom line is the workplace, better or worse, at least in America, is forever changed. Um, we will. We. I'm convinced wholeheartedly that we will never go back to the same five days in the office that Monday through Friday. The forty bankers week hours. has changed. Yeah, it really has. It doesn't even matter what industry that you're in. Your company, if you make it out alive on the other side of this, right, Your com and your company is still in business, it's forever changed. It has learned something about digitizing, virtualizing, uh, and working digitally that it will take to the next level um, past a pandemic. So uh, it, it's crazy to think, but yeah, it's it's hard for me to even think at this point five or six months in that that is my future. Like I'm going to be working at least a couple days from home a week, probably even when this thing's over and gone and we don't even think about it anymore. Absolutely. It's just, it's weird times.
Weird times for Microsoft. They want to buy TikTok. They, yeah, they they close Mixer and they want to buy TikTok. Whatever. What it doesn't make any sense. Um, so TikTok almost. We talked about this last week. TikTok was almost on the idea like it was ready to be banned until well, Donald Trump it, was like, "Hey, if Microsoft wants to buy it, that's fine, but they got to pay me for it too." And like somehow yeah. thought that he was going to get what paid is that for shit this. That, why is he? talking all this shit i don't and now, know now he's on that like it's got to be sold by september 15th to that's an american entity like what's that that's that's, that's jolene's birthday september 15th uh, okay but yeah so what this guy can't solve a pandemic but tiktok he just want like get, he just get, out, get the it. fuck out of here but about it listen he knows he knows how hot the tiktok tonys are he yeah, wants to be one of those you know what I don't see on TikTok hardly you're ever? You're going to see Trump talking shit about Trump. You're going to see what, so like, Trump and a wife beater just hanging out and trying to talk about wrestling. Like, yeah, I don't. <laughs> those are deleted videos. Thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> I hope so. Yeah, copious amounts of uh, chest hair there, bud. <laughs> and, so There's a lot of everything in those videos. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't get as grudge against Trump. But yeah, hey, listen, if Microsoft wants to buy TikTok, sure, that's fine. I'll just pre-plan for it to be a complete flop and uh, be bankrupt within a year. That, that's great. Maybe they're gonna they're gonna get Ninja to <laughs> stream exclusively on TikTok. <laughs> what oh, God, a, that'd be a TikTok so video, bad. Thirty seconds at a time. 15 or 60. Oh, okay. Yeah. So 60 seconds of Ninja at a time. Yeah. It's not It's not unlikely that Microsoft might make a play here because um, Instagram and Facebook just rolled out kind of a, a direct TikTok competitor called uh, Reels, which is on Instagram. I, I saw the Reels and I just – I immediately went fuck off. <laughs> yeah, pretty, Snapchat, pretty much. Did, did Snapchat do one of those things yet? Everybody's kind of doing like a little Vine type like situation. They, they want to find the next Vine. Now you're talking about a good application. Vine was the Vine shit. Was fine. Yeah, Vine is really not any different than TikTok, but that's cool. No, Vine um, was the shit, Tony. Okay. Fine, King Batch. I got you. Got calm down, bud. <laughs> King of Vine, bud. Calm down. Uh, whatever. Microsoft wants to buy him. Hey, go ahead. Microsoft's got money. Sure, Bill Gates drop drop it like it's hot. Yeah, fuck you, money. He, he got a lot of fuck you money. Speaking of fuck you money, little Terramana tequila action here, bud. It's a deal. The, with, I think this is crazy because of how little they paid for this. Like they paid yeah. nothing for this. So the XFL, the two-time bankrupt baby of Vince McMahon, one and only WWE CEO, chairman, president, whatever, all the things, owner. Um, the XFL was like this side gig of the nfl like more extreme more uh commercialized would you say i think the first time around it was supposed to be like extreme football we don't do names we drop kick motherfuckers and it's awesome right right it's like wrestling plus football and so that was garbage right it was just bad right it lasted what two years uh, it was a year and a half yeah this time around, they're like, okay, it's serious. We're going to get fucking Andrew Luck's dad over here, and, you know, really, really popular NFL guy. He's going to come right. in and be the commissioner. We're going to do shit legit. They had a really great business idea, business plan, and I really think that the reason this failed is COVID because I had a really good time watching the XFL this time around. I thought right. that the, the rule changes were, were really cool. I think the NFL is going to try to adapt a couple of those rules, especially those kickoff rules. I think those were really cool. Um, yeah. And so seeing that go bankrupt really sucked uh, only because I thought that it had more legs than that. And let me tell you, instead of dropping a people's elbow on this thing, The Rock definitely lifted it up. 
and uh, and is getting ready to, to, to drop a rock bottom on everybody <laughs> and, and make the XFL I, hopefully great. Yeah, I don't know what he's going to do with it, but at one point they were – taking private investment money upwards of $150 million of just cash infusion to keep this thing going so they could avoid bankruptcy. And here we are four or five months later and they're selling it for 15 million to now uh, the rock and a group of investors. Yeah, It's the rock. It's his ex-wife, Danny Garcia, who, which is weird. Like it's his business partner. Like they're like best friends still and everything. They got a kid together. So strange, cool. Good for them. At least they get along with their ex-wife. Unlike you. Um, the, Mm. the weird thing for me is I just don't know what this $15 million entails. Is it the XFL, just the license? Is it any of the, the stadium rights, the, the TV rights? Like what do they get in this deal? I guess I'm guessing it's just the name, right? Like you now own what could be repurposed as the XFL again. Yeah. But I don't know what would be the point of all the fiduciary stuff. Like you're talking about the stadium rights, the travel rights. They, they had a lot of stuff going on advertising. Um, it has to be packaged in somehow. And maybe at the end of the day, like, Hey, if all they can get out, uh, they've broken even other than that 15 million, like, well, Maybe I mean, it's not so bad for Vincent company. I think the fun part about it is if, if this was sold as a, Hey, you're buying everything that comes along with the XFL, like all the deals with ABC and ESPN mm-hmm. and all that stuff. This is a no brainer for all those networks also, because if you say the XFL owned by the rock, right. Well, the biggest movie star in the fucking world, right. One of the, one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. Yeah. Like that carries some fucking weight. And so yeah, that gives you some juice that, for sure. I think that gives you a little more, a little more juice than saying Vince McMahon's XFL. You know what I mean? Right. It just does. And nowadays it does. Yeah, I think that's true. Plus, you know, it's like you said, it's the rock. Like he brings, he brings that suave. He brings that credibility to it. And let's not forget that the rock last year cut like the best football promo of all time for the Super Bowl. Yeah, like, dope. Both those promos this, both teams were so good. If he's going to actually be part of the XFL and they're going to build this brand, I think he's got to be a front, like a front man in some sense, right? Like he, he's got to be on the front lines shooting is he, videos. Is he your Roger and, Goodell? Is he your, you know, what is he? Is he, is he your John Madden? Like, is he just the guy that kind of brings you the money? It's like, really, it'd be, wouldn't it be really weird if he became football 2020 on PS5 and Xbox One? Wouldn't it be really weird if he became like a real life Spencer, like his character from Ballers? That would be pretty good. I mean that that would be pretty insane. Like he plays a he plays a sports agent yeah. that builds a business of uh, recruiting athletes. Yep. Yeah, ex- well, yeah, you know, you know, Denzel's son, you know, and. I think this, then it becomes that in real life. I think that this is a no, a no lose situation. I really do. I mean, $15 million. Yeah. yeah that, that is a lot of money for, for, for us, for those motherfuckers that bought, that just invested in that. I don't think it is. And it's like one, it's like one movie for the rock. And, like, and, I, and I really believe that with the credibility and everything the rock has done, he can go to anybody and go, yo, I'm Dwayne. Give me some money. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do this shit. And they're going to go. <laughs> I don't think he's got many misses. Like I don't follow the guy on Forbes, but. He's got some rough movies, but they all make pretty good fucking money. That's well, the movies thing is is, is negligible. I'm talking about business moves and oh, yeah, investments like, and stuff like that. I don't think he's really got many misses. Yeah, no, he he does not. I mean, seven bucks seven bucks productions is doing pretty well. Uh Terramana Tequila, a fantastic tequila. 
right? To you. But also just, you know, a great investment opportunity that he that he created. Like this dude has diversified farther than I think any of us ever figured he would, right? Yeah. And has made sure. the most money ever. <laughs> like he's made so and he's much really, money. He, and what's crazy about it is he's he's never really gone back to the rock. No. Like that's what he's known for. He, and he went back he went back to the WWF or the WWE for a few years, right? But like when when he's not in an arena, he's not the rock. Right. And and that's pretty crazy because even guys from wrestling are those characters like Undertaker outside the ring as Undertaker, Stone Cold, Stone Cold, Shawn Michaels, Shawn Michaels, Ric Flair, Ric Flair. The Rock is Dwayne Johnson outside of the the arena. It's it's a different beast, right? But it's it's still that same charismatic, in an in, in enigmatic person yeah. that you want to be around. You know, I think I think the biggest thing that Vince fucked up on here is is. That whole thing where forever he held the he held, held the, the rock's name he held the rock's name yeah. yeah so he was forced to become Dwayne Johnson and that really propelled him honestly yeah it really did I mean it, it just he's like you want me to stand on my own two feet watch me motherfucker and he did true well we got more players in the uh, NBA getting the cove got some players in the NFL getting the cove and it begs the question was the bubble the right idea. Uh, NHL and the NBA are in the bubble and they have practically zero. I think it actually is zero confirmed cases NBA in first, the bubble. I want to correct you. You went MLB, more people in the MLB getting Cove where NBA and yes, NHL sorry. are not getting it. Baseball and football, Cove. Yeah, Basketball hockey, and hockey, not a damn in thing. a bubble. Totally cool. Seemingly not uh, a damn thing. Yeah, well, so far, I mean, there's NHL came out this week and said they've they've conducted over 700 tests and zero confirmed cases in that in that time, which is God. Uh, Rob Manfred would love to see that. Uh, it just ain't happening, bud. There's delays. Like if you scroll through your ESPN M- uh, MLB schedule, you're going to see about half these games are delayed or postponed. Uh, yeah, we're down to just four, ain't happening. We're down to two games uh, a day right now have been postponed. Uh, thankfully, the, the Phillies and the Yankees yeah. are back in the action. Uh, the Marlins, uh, oh, I guess the, the Phillies and Marlins got postponed today, but I believe that was actually due to weather. Uh, the right. Tigers and Cardinals are the only team that actually got postponed today. Uh, the Cardinals have been the new team that have really really fucked the dog on this one um kind of blew shit up so um that, that's rough you know uh because it seems like at first i don't know if it was the mlb that didn't take it as serious as it needed to or if it was i think they took it really seriously but it I, just got fucked up they didn't well, do the bubble and that was the thing i, I see like I, I saw baseball right as it come on right you saw people still giving high fives doing the ass smacks still being within pretty close yeah. uh uh content with each other where now every every game i see no one's touching nobody everyone's social distancing nope. uh the braves nope. hit a walk-off uh ninth inning home run tonight and again let me tell you a walk-off home run not very many better things in baseball when you hit a walk-off home run to win a game right and you all these dudes so spread out away from home plate all just, air just five in it air just five. air high five in it throwing water which whatever but air five and it. it's just like th- like that's the way that you need to do this if you want to keep playing baseball yeah, I think that that's the way you go. I think it's going to continue to spread because they're they're the the real problem is that they're not limiting things outside of the game. Sure, um, 
people go home to their families. They can go to events. They can go to cookouts. They can have birthday parties. NBA and NHL, no. They're in a bubble. You can do what you can do with the people in the bubble. That's it, man. So it, it's it's a different world. And I, Rob Manfred came out and said that, you know, if they can't get things under control, that he's going to cancel the season. Shut Probably down. the right call. Yeah, he's going to shut it down. Probably the right call. Roger Goodell mysteriously very quiet about the whole situation. It's he's got, really that mysterious. That dude's an idiot. He's got 60-plus players that have opted out of the season. It got so bad that they had a put a – put a deadline that occurred today that players had to opt out now if they continue to not play in the future they're not going to get paid so it got so bad so many players were opting out that the nfl and the nflpa were just like hey today's a cutoff right if you don't opt out before now something goes down you're not going to get paid right which is a kind of a fucked up thing to do right i think the harder part here is that the COVID is real and we're still trying to play sports. Like <laughs> ultimately yeah. that's what it is, right? Is we're trying to do something that realistically we probably shouldn't, but because we're Americans, we're just going to go fuck it. We're going to try anyway. Right. And right. That's kind of the asinine part of this is should we really be getting live sports right now? No, n- n- the answer is really no. Should we get right. football? The answer is no, we should not get football. Do we want it? Do you and I want football? Fuck yes. But yeah, does it make sense in the in the sense of what we're trying to accomplish of beating this bullshit? No, it makes no fucking sense. It really doesn't. And then you got shit going on like Gruden and the Raiders faked out, told his team that he had that's COVID. Fucked. That's 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 just shitty. Um, yeah, and and you're right. We are just scratching an itch because we really want to. Because we're American, and it, it we doesn't. It, yeah, I mean there aren't. There aren't major international sports going on like soccer, barely getting played, and and in the most stringent of circumstances, uh, golf is being played. And did, I don't know if you watched any coverage uh, today. That's real lockdown too. So, come on, man! Like it, it does seem like. Hey, listen, I love sports. I want to watch sports, but I health comes first. Health should come first. It's tough. It's tough. There's not. To me, there's not a great answer because this is like fighting your culture versus just the reality of the situation. And it's it's tough to be like, no more sports because it's sports. Before we move on too far, I just want (laughs) to I pulled up Dwayne The Rock Johnson's box office performance over the last. uh, Oh, wait, his entire career. Okay. do you want to know like a few of the big ones or do you you just want to know totals? Or averages. I should I give you averages, too. His biggest box office? You want his biggest box office? Moana? This is everything. Okay. Uh, Moana, surprisingly, not the highest. Okay. The biggest box office draw, and this is international and domestic. Gross or just? This is, uh, yeah, this is gross. Okay. And kind of (laughs) gross. All Um, right, lay it on me. Furious 7. $1.5 billion Billion. worldwide. Faith of the Furious, $1.2 billion worldwide. Those would not be things that I would think of just because I don't think that those are rock movies. But yeah, I mean, that makes sense. And then number three, uh, Jumanji, the next level, 
Oh, I'm sorry. Yep. Uh, Jum- the first Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle, $964 million. Can you believe that? Oh, yeah. No, it's that's crazy. It was me. really, it was really popular. The second Jumanji, seven ninety six. Fate of the, yep. that his furious movie with just him and Jason Statham, seven sixty. Hobbs and Shaw. We yeah. saw that in theaters, but it's a good movie. Right. Uh, his average box office is three hundred twenty two million dollars across his entire nineteen year run as an actor. Uh, his total. Total box office draw for all the movies he's been in, whether it be himself or starring roles, twelve point two billy. What's his net worth? He's got to be close to a oh, the billion club. I mean, his net worth has got to be just stupid high, right? Let's see here. Yeah. I uh, would think so. Let's see. The Rock's net worth. This says three. This is as of what? May twenty twenty. May twenty twenty. Estimated around three twenty. So no, three hundred twenty million dollars though. Still so much I fucking mean, that's, money. That's still a fuck ton of money, Brad. Who, uh, who do you think is even the closest what, wrestler? Oh, there is no close wrestler. I mean, I guess, I would guess John Cena, right? Cena, or maybe Stone Cold. I doubt Taker. Stone Cold is that much. Cena's at least well, trying to make that transition. Taker, maybe. Lesnar, yeah. probably. That's probably about it, though. Well, I was going to say, like, Stone Cold and the Taker, it's not really their net worth. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, it's the companies. But, yeah. Uh, 2018, uh, 2018. Vince McMahon. Here, here's a list. All right. You ready? Sure. This is the 50th richest, 50 richest wrestlers. We're not going to go through 50. Just do the top 10. Yeah. Vince McMahon, $1.6 billion. This is the that's, Rock, that's number one. Yep. 320 okay. for The Rock. Okay. Stephanie McMahon, 150. Triple H, that was the obvious answer. I don't know why we didn't get that. 150 for Triple H. John Cena at 60. Uh, Steve Austin at 30. Hulk Hogan, another pretty obvious answer we should have said. 25 million. This one's surprising. Kurt Angle, numbered eight at 25 million. Hmm. Stacy Keebler is a net worth of 25 million. This is from when, though? Did well, 320 look- for The Rock, no, so no. it has to be as of 320. Uh, this is this is June 2020. All right, and then uh, Stacy Keebler, and then the Big Show. You got you got in the ten to twenty range. You got guys like Chris Jericho, Foley, Michaels, I would Undertaker. Think got to be worth more than that now because of AEW. But in, anyway, I don't want to get up on a tangent. Sure. But either way, The Rock twelve point two Billy in the box office. A lot, he, buddy. He's he's going to do okay with the XFL. True. I'll play this again. Sure. We, we do need to at least mention this crazy interview with Axion that the president did where it is what it is. Yeah. Thousands, thousands of Americans thousands are dying a day. day. It is what it is. It is what it is. Like that, that's weird, obviously the headline, right? But graphs. Yeah. That's the headline is he was, he was pushed about the fact that a thousand Americans plus are dying every single day while he says that this is under control and that it's receding, that we have it under control and things and are we're good. The best. We're the best clearly in, in the world, you know, and we're, he we're says, yes, than, we're better than the world. We're better than Europe. It's like, wait, what? Yeah, He says, yeah, he says we're better than Europe. We're better than the world. And the guy's like the world. I mean, we're we're not gonna we're not gonna digest this whole thing. Just know that you need to go Google this. It's on YouTube. It's thirty eight minutes of thirty seven, thirty eight minutes. Wow. I, I have not watched the whole thing. I don't know that I can oh watch me and talk for thirty eight minutes. To be honest with you, I know I need to, but woof, that's a lot. I I think that 
as an American voter, we just have we have the responsibility to see this because it is so awful. And I think the bigger story here is the follow up, right? Like, yeah, he he argues about stats, contradicts himself. He's arguing for a stat that later he argues effectively against, right? When it comes to testing and the death count, he argues against it in one sense, but then he makes arguments that would help him. Just the idea when somebody's like the, the, the gentleman, I I forget his name, who's interviewing him, he challenges them and he's like, wait, 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 you you can't do that. And it's like, yeah. So here's the thing, right? Yeah. So, uh, the interview guy, I can't think of his name either because, you know, it's axing on HBO. That's nobody, basically. Um, he asks him about deaths per proportion of population, right? Which proves without a fact America's by far the worst. The percentage of people dying compared to the population of America. Jonathan Swan. I just had to make sure. Jonathan, that we- Swan. Jonathan Swan. Yes. Uh, I the mean- percentage of people dying based well- on our ballsy motherfucker to do this interview and clearly he handled it extremely well yeah i don't know that he was like a he was almost like a snake in the grass like the comfortable i think the president felt really comfortable with him initially and then he kind of just went after him a little bit and it got it got pretty weird but anyway yes he brings up the fact that we're by far the worst in death when you look at compared to population which is the statistic that all experts are looking at what percentage of your population are dying to this disease. The president points out that, well, if you look at the percentage of people dying compared to the number of tests that we run, well, we're we're like first, we're last, which means we're first. And he points out that we're better than Europe. And then he says, we're better than the world. And the guy's like, Oh, you're talking about you're talking about deaths per case. I'm talking about deaths per population. And Trump goes, "You can't do that. You can't do that." And it's like, "No, you can." And that's what yeah. you should be doing. You fucking idiot. Go watch it. I I really can't say much more about it. There's some follow up. Basically, Trump on Sunday this thing airs. He goes on he goes on to television for Fox News just for a layup interview the next day, right? He's got three people on Fox News just practically hand-feeding him questions and answers that are just the most softball thing ever because it's Fox and Friends, right? It is. Those are his boys and girls. And what does he do? He fucks that up. He is asked point blank what his agenda going into the second term is. The anchor asks, are you going to focus on tax reform? Are you going to focus on universal health care? Are you going to focus on blah, blah, blah? And he goes off on a tangent and talks about all this stuff that he's done in the first term and how America is so great under his leadership, best economy, best unemployment. He doesn't even bring up the second term. This guy has no fucking plan. I think the, the the one of the best clips that I saw to, to to just really bring home how fucked up this dude is, is the interviewer asks about John Lewis, who just recently died, right? Um, oh God! Political yeah. activist, uh, fought for 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 black rights forever. I mean, led the Selma march. We talked about him last week because he passed, right? And yep. we knew last week they asked the president, "Hey, are you going to go visit him in the rotunda?" Like they're, they're you know they're hosting his body there, and he's like, "No, oh, no," and. They ask, so this interviewer, Jonathan Swan, asks him again, you know, do you think – how do you think uh, John Lewis will be remembered? And uh, he's just like, you know, I, I can't really answer that. You know, uh, I didn't know John Lewis. He didn't come to my inauguration. And it's like the first thing you think about is yourself, you selfish, unappreciative fucking prick. That's yeah, what you think like, about when you talk about one of like the leadingest 
black rights activists in the entire country ever. And the yeah. first thing you go is, hey, he didn't come to my inauguration. So I don't really give a fuck about John Lewis. I don't really know. Yeah, I don't him. I don't really know about this guy. And, nope. he, and it's pretty clear that I don't think that he knows about John Lewis. Like he doesn't care to know either. Yeah, exactly. So it's bad. Listen, people go, go watch that. You've got a couple months before you have three, basically three months before you got to go vote this motherfucker out of office. And which is the right thing to do it. I'm, I'm meeting more and more Republicans every day that are not fans of Trump. Even the people that I see on Facebook that are anti-mask people can't defend Trump. I will say it's been really quiet when it comes to the Republican front. It feels like, I think it's, I mean, it's only going to heat up though. Cause now you're coming into the, the point where he's going to accept the Republican nomination. Um, I, I gotta, I gotta say this, right. One thing that I saw on a YouTube channel, a really good channel that deep dives. A lot of these things is that, um, he was asked about, you know, the Republic accepting the Republican nomination and he can't, he can't really go anywhere. Right. It was going to be Florida. It was going to be Carolina. You know, it was going to be Utah, whatever, whatever. Well, now he just says he's going to host it in the lawn of the white house, which is not against the law by any means, but it's just really bad taste, right? Like no president has done that before. Obviously it's unprecedented times, but he says, I'm going to host it in the white house. Um, you know, it's, I'm a very expensive person to move around. He says, you know, every time I got to go somewhere, we have to mobilize the secret service. We have to get security staff. We got to get tests done. It's a really expensive process. So I think this is probably just a good idea to save some money. These people on CNN, these people on YouTube, they ripped apart this whole thing basically to move the president, right? They're estimating that the real cost of taxpayers, every time he has to go somewhere and travel in a plane, Air Force One, Secret Service, the whole shebang, $660,000 taxpayer money, okay? Sure. They bring up the fact that he has golfed 280 days out of his three and a half years in office every single time they've done the full mobilization. Then furthermore, so 660 grand out the door over 280 times in three and a half years. I, I, don't, even want to, I don't even want to do that math, dude. Nope. I'm not going to. Furthermore, they point out that a little over 200 of those times that he's gone golfing, right? Uh, including like 160 times during this pandemic, 200, 200 of those times were at resorts that he has ownership in effectively funneling taxpayer money into his, into his own. Yeah. It's like, a monopoly. Up, dude. the dude's like the monopoly guy. You know what I mean? Like he just knows how to keep winning. He's such a dirty bastard. Fuck Moving that, on. Well, we can't really move on from Trump on this next topic. Cause it is about kids going back to school. Uh, God, what a cesspool. Have you been watching the coverage of this? I haven't, but I did see that, uh, some, some kids, spoke out after I think it was Indiana that went back to school and some kids yeah. posted some pictures and they apparently got suspended for posting those pictures. It's just like, that's definitely not okay. No, it's not. I mean, you have pictures coming out of uh, Georgia, Florida. I mean, places that are going back to school, Indianola went back to school, bud. And let me tell you, I saw some parents posting videos of kids going back to school in Indianola, uh, young kids, third, second, third, fourth grade. Not a single one of these kids is social distancing. Not even half of them, probably 25% or less, had masks on. They're all touching each other, saying, hey, like, this is a real bad fucking experiment that is with our kids' lives and and therefore our lives. 
Well, and, and, and as I said, I said this to you through text message this week. I took Jolene in for her heart follow-up uh, with, with the cardiologist. And, you know, he'd asked, and he asked already once. He just said, hey, you know, what's the plan with the kids? What are you doing? And we're like, uh, uh-huh. we are, uh, we're keeping them home. Um, and he's like, cool. That's awesome. That's what I wanted to hear. Uh, not that I want to tell you how to live your life. Uh, this is a cardiologist, by the way. He goes, but I just don't feel that uh, our kids should be subject to, to an experiment that we already know the outcome of. The idea right. that we know what's going to happen when and if we send kids back to school, we know what's going to happen. We know people are going to die. We know uh-huh. people are going to get sick. And the fact that we're still following through with it tell, tells him all he needs to know about the government and, and, and the people at the top leading it. So um, that spoke volumes and really validated at least how I felt about keeping my kids home. Um, and really just it shines a light on the, the failures that we are setting ourselves up for. Yeah. Mid to late August, look for that huge spike in in COVID count. I mean, it's, it's inevitable. Like some of these pictures that came out were the hall. There's just no nationalized plan. Like it's like we talked about, it's just normal. The, the classes get out and the hallways get flooded for five minutes. There's no staggering of classes. Like it's such a debacle. Are we going to be able to go to the school nurse and get COVID tested? <laughs> can we just, no, can no. I go to the nurse and be like, I need to get a COVID test, please. No, not at all. It's not going to happen. And, and you know what? Governor Reynolds is getting so much shit and she's just saying, fuck everybody pretty much. So, there's a lot of this stuff going around social media, uh, not just f- for people that live in Iowa, but nationally that Iowa is the only place forcing students back into school, at, uh, in school, not virtual. And uh, she's like one of five states, one of five governors that has mandated in-person uh, learning. And we're the only one of two states that has no mask mandates as a state at all. But that makes us the only state that is doing both. She's just the worst. I mean, she follows right in that fucking orange squint, orange skin, dip face looking motherfuckers footsteps of making no. the worst mistakes possible. Did you catch her conference uh, yesterday saying that she's not they're not breaking the they're not defying me. They're breaking the law. No, I didn't. I, I didn't see that. She she came out about uh, superintendents teachers holding strikes, things like that. And she made it clear that, you know, it's not, they can do that, but they're not justifying me. They are breaking the law. This is the law. Uh, She doubled down, bud. She doubled down. Fuck that bitch. She made a mandate that if children uh, do not attend school in person uh, in a program that was approved as an exception by the state, they will not get credit for those days. So, for example, if Des Moines says if they go forward and they say, hey, we're doing virtual learning and that's not approved by Kim Reynolds, your kid could go to school for a month and not get credit for any of that. She better figure it out then because my kids aren't going to school and I'm definitely not resending my kids to uh, first and fourth grade again. Yeah, we have signed our kids up for virtual classes, which is something that was being offered by Des Moines a couple weeks ago. Uh, It remains to be seen. If they continue to offer that or if they kind of renege on the whole deal because of what Kim's got going on. Yeah, they've got the they've got like the the I don't remember what the fuck the hybrid model is what they're trying to do here in Jasper County. And then there's the opportunity for full online with the hybrid model, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense. It just seems like a whole lot of muddy water that no one really knows how to navigate. 
Well, we got a lightning round. Get past the sad and bitter news and then and do a bunch of this good stuff here, bud. I like a lightning. Let's let's reiterate what the lightning round is because there seems to be some contention among you. Uh, <laughs> it's because last week's lightning round, I think, went 30 minutes and it was because you stopped at everyone and wanted to talk about it. <laughs> okay, so this is the deal. I'm going to shoot these things at you. You give me a comment. You get one comment. I get one comment. We move the fuck on. Except, so I'm going to, uh, here's here's how we're going to do this. We're going to we're, we're gonna really refine the lightning round into being fun. All right? We each get to pick two topics that we want to discuss at, at at a farther length than a, 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 a quick comment because this is like game of the game of the decade veto here yeah type deal? because you you lumped in some of the news that I put in here that I was excited to talk about into the lightning round so I don't like you talking about my lumps like that there bud. are a couple things on here that I want to talk about and I'm gonna mark I'm gonna highlight them really quick okay I'll right. figure it out I'm gonna I'm gonna highlight these here oh boy I just definitely fucked something up let me let me redo that here uh, I'm gonna Control highlight Z yourself I'm gonna highlight this one right here bud. And then okay, I'm gonna, got it. And then I'm going to highlight. Uh, um, I think I'm going to highlight this one right here too. Uh, so you can highlight a couple okay. also, or you can just talk about it. You know, you, you can leave me a surprise if you want to. Um, I'll I'll read it. You give me a comment. All right. I'll give you a comment. And we'll move on. Is rock. that as fucking clear as it can be? Yeah, go for it, baby. That's as clear as our just national play COVID shitty, strategy. Just, just don't play that shitty sound. You don't want the. I don't like that. Okay, I'm not. I'm not gonna do the, it re, the rewind sound is bad. You got to get another okay, new sound. Right. I, I got some sounds coming up. The lightning round. Apple launches public beta Mac OS Big Sur. Big Sur. Big Sur. Big Sur. Big Sur. Big Sur. Question mark. Big Sur. Is this Big Sur? I love Lamp. Uh, it's the biggest desktop OS update in years. Um, it's on their new Mac coming out. You got a Mac, bud. I mean, I'm excited for anything that they're going to do. I want to say this is the thing that has dark mode on it. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. Cool. Attack of the TikTok clones. Talked a little bit about this. Uh, there's a whole wave of TikTok clones coming out. Biggest ones probably are Instagram reels, um, but there's probably a handful of other lesser known ones. I think that it's smart, right, to jump on the bandwagon of whatever uh, TikTok is doing. But if I truly believe if Vine taught us anything is that nothing replicated Vine at the time. Um, so I don't see anything taken off here. Uh, I'll say this biggest uh, opportunity for TikTok is to pay content creators and get that rolling. Biggest detriment of TikTok is they are heavily censoring a lot of videos, uh, whether no matter what it's about, whether there's sexy dancing going on or they're talking about the president and, and politics, they are banning people left and right, which is a bad deal. Next topic. TikTok is launching a Amazon Fire TV app. Is this going to be like a workout application or what is this? I, I, I just think it's TikTok, but on your Amazon TV. Oh, so you didn't actually read this. You just read the headline, didn't read the context. Yeah, that sounds <laughs> no, like an EWA move. I, yeah, well, let me tell you something. Uh, I clicked yeah. it. It took me to Business Insider and said, guess what? Sign up for this shit or <laughs> so, Yeah, true that. Uh, no, I did I did see about this on TikTok, actually. It is a hybrid app that's going to be more focused on specific types of content, i.e. dance instruction videos, crap like that. Um, it would be very EWA to just to have it on your TV and not watch it on your phone, though. Oh, yeah, bud. Twitter. 
they're going to start labeling government officials and state affiliated media accounts. Awesome. If they're going to tell me what's being promoted on my Twitter feed, they should damn sure tell me what the politicians look like. Yeah, that that was my exact thought is like I can't scroll more than five or six tweets without getting a promo or a targeted ad on Twitter. It's fucking horse shit. Absolutely. I love Twitter. But yeah, if you're if you're going to do that shit to me, show me when Kim Reynolds is on my on my timeline. So I can be like, cunt. <laughs> uh, next topic. Hey, Twitter, uh, we just trashed on you about these targeted promos. But you know what? Keep them coming if you're going to block Trump's tweets. Uh, Twitter blocked the Trump campaign account for tweeting COVID-19 misinformation. Is that any surprise? I mean, really, as far as like them spewing misinformation? No, but I'm so happy that Twitter decided to say, fuck you. Old Jack taking care of business over there on Twitter. We will also say that Facebook, as well as Instagram, has started to block a lot of this disinformation, a lot of this uh, shit. They, They had a post block today where... Trump was talking about Joe Biden's religion, and he said that he's if Joe Biden's elected president, he's going to hurt the Bible and he's going to hurt God, that he's not for God. What was the other hand sanitizer one you told me? Oh, yeah. If he's elected president, that the companies like Purell just aren't going to make hand sanitizer anymore. Just he said that ridiculous. he fucking said that stupid. <laughs> First of all, you just you just said that a guy that is openly devout Catholic is not for God. <laughs> and and so now good. you're saying you're saying too that if he's elected president, we're not gonna have any more hand sanitizer. Like what what tactic is this? He's just really trying to scare us all. <laughs> no hand sanitizer. I have to wash my hands. Do you think we're ever gonna look back on Trump not being in office and be like, I just missed the bullshit sometimes. I think the thing that we're all going to look back on and go is Biden, say something crazy. Say something. Not only did we survive four years, I hope it's only four, but hopefully we go back and say we survived four years of this asshole. But you know what? Four years of him, way worse than the Cove. True that. Next topic, Microsoft. They are not renaming Xbox Live. They have no plans to discontinue Xbox Live Gold. So this was Real quick background was going around. They removed Xbox Live Gold 12 months from their stores. Um, they recalled it off retail shelves. So the thought was they were going to bundle everything into Game Pass Ultimate, get rid of Xbox Live altogether. There's also rumors that they are going to discontinue needing a paid subscription to play online free games like Warzone, Fortnite, etc. I think the thing for me about all this is... <laughs> I I think out of all of our um, entertainment industries, that video games is probably the one that is affected by uh, customer outcry the most, you know? So them saying that they're now not going to rename Xbox Live and are not going to discontinue Xbox Live Gold really feels like a reaction to people going, wait, what the fuck are you doing? Like that 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 really feels very uh, on their heels of like, oh, I thought people were cool with just going to one subscription. Now they uh, they want both still? What? That was my immediate reaction is that this was a reaction. Moving on. Uh, this is the one that you want to talk a little bit more about. Bethesda has announced Doom Eternal and ESO will get PS5 version updates. I think the thing that I really want to discuss about this was as the PlayStation 5, and we'll talk about the state of play that happened today, as we get closer to these newer consoles, there's not a whole lot of new games coming out that A, have been really exciting to me or B, uh-huh. of note, right? Like there's not even just exciting to me. 
there's just not big games that are being talked about. The biggest yeah. thing that people are talking about are the same thing they talked about last generation, which is, hey, guess what? You like this game on this console, but you fuck play with the next console too if you want to. <laughs> like it's not new. It's and games so as a service, bud. The idea that people are like Bethesda. Hey man, you bought the worst game of the year, Doom Eternal. Congratulations, you can play it on the PS5 for free. Hey, you already play ESO. Well, you get it updated for yeah, free. Let's, let's be clear. You got the, you get the updated version. Hey, you play ESO, motherfucker. You play that shit on the PS5 also. Fantastic news. And it's like, do you remember that we liked ESO? Yeah, we played ESO for like a month, right? I well, God, you, I put about yeah, three hundred hours into it. I did not because I, I I I'm not an EWA, but um, for me, yeah, I just. I think my problem with this is we've seen this show before. <laughs> we watched True. this happen on the PS4. And so for people to announce these things of like, hey, guys, Bethesda, we got a big announcement. Fucking Doom Eternals coming to the PS5. And you're like, I, I don't give Great. a fuck. <laughs> I just don't care. Yeah. It's a little the the whole console launch thing has been a letdown so far this year. We, we I looked earlier and, and again what we can d- discuss this a little bit further down the road. But I looked earlier, the they announced the price point of the PS5 and the Xbox One five months prior to release. Yeah, we are, we so are, they're, we're three months away. We're four, yeah, four months away. No, I mean if it's if it's November, we're four months away from or three months away from yes, a, a console release, and we know nothing. Yeah, we have no games. <laughs> so, like, what True the fuck are we doing? Next up, old boy Ninja Blue Hair's back on Twitch for the first time in however long. No deal, no sponsorships, no nothing. He just logged on and started streaming. I kind of, I kind of find that weird without any fanfare, right? Like, it did, it wasn't a big deal. It wasn't like a countdown. Of it like, wasn't announced. Nothing. He just, like, at, yeah. I really thought that this was going to be like, all right, hey, guess what? New, new season of uh, of Fortnite is the return of ninja like i really thought right. there'd be something with it like no fam we just got on and played some cod you can log into you can log into fortnite and watch ninja stream for the first time on fortnite you know like right inceptioning himself somehow but it wasn't it was just kind of lame he just got on and he played some cod to more than sixty thousand people at one point sure, sure. next up uh you know what? Let's let's go a little bit out of order here. Doctor Disrespect teases that he's coming back. He actually had a YouTube live stream today. I saw that he was there was like some kerfuffle about him maybe coming back, and the rumor has been that he's going to do his own website, right? Yeah, he's going to make his own streaming thing and ho- like a host site, basically. That doesn't seem like it'll work, but you know, maybe it definitely is not going to work. Maybe he thinks Doctor Disrespect is bigger than, and he does. He definitely thinks Doctor Disrespect is like the biggest <laughs> shit of all Best time thing ever, and it's not. Listen, my one comment for this story, I would like to have him back just screaming at people in Korean. That's fine. Fuck Dr. Disrespect. That's kind of disrespectful there, bud. Oh, yeah, bud. Uh, Denzel, I'm like, where's Denzel? Sorry, I just I channel my inner Trump there and couldn't announce nothing. Disney faces an Avenger Endgame sized hole as their earnings plummet. That's the headline. Basically, here we are with that. We talked about earlier second quarter finances are coming out. Well, you know, Disney, they didn't have Avengers Endgame come out in April. So, fuck. They're really struggling, you know, to to, to find not only to replace that, that hole, but also the idea that, hey, guess what? You want to talk about... Um, Companies being changed forever. The entertainment industry has been changed forever. And that kind of leads into the other Disney piece here. Can we talk about that, including here? 
go for it right so, now. So with Disney having that big Avengers style hole in their heart because they're not, or wallets, I should say, because a movie theaters are just not showing movies and no one's putting new movies out into a theater because of the pandemic. Yeah. You've been just thrown different kind of delays left and right. You know what I mean? All mm-hmm. the movies have been delayed. They came out this week on learning on the same earnings call and said, you know, we're, we're actually going to launch the brand new Mulan movie, which is the, their latest in their live action reboots or remasters remakes of their, their Disney catalog. They're doing Disney plus for Mulan. However, big, however, where Scoob or trolls Two, which both seem to do pretty good when it comes to, uh, digital releasing. Virtual their movie. Buy. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I, and I feel that Trolls and, and Scoob, the later you waited, being able to get like that rent and buy combo pack was really good. Uh, at first, it was Mulan, 30 bucks, you're renting it, and then go fuck yourself. And the idea that people were going to pay $30 to rent a movie, people were aghast about that. Now, yep. I understand that's a lot of fucking dollars, but if you were to go to a movie theater on a Friday night with your children... This doesn't feel very lightning round, Derek. This is a big piece here. We're talking talking two two pieces here. You did this. You did this. <laughs> you did You're like some abusive husband. Just like this is your fault. Yeah, this is your fault, though. So the idea that thirty dollars is a lot of money to, to to some families is like, oh shit, it's really not. When you go ten bucks a kid, fifteen bucks an adult to go to the movie theater plus popcorn and all that. The issue I had with it was $30 to rent and then lose my rights to watch that movie. That's not going to fly for me. Now they've come yeah. back and said, hey, $30 gets you the inclusion that this movie, Mulan, will be in your Disney Plus catalog for as long as you have Disney Plus. The funny part about that is, A, Verizon gave it away to, to everyone for fucking free. And B, they're going to put Mulan on Disney Plus permanently at some point. So really, it's kind of a win-win for everyone. Like 30 bucks seems like a lot, but ultimately we all need shit to do. So not that big sure. deal. And I'm pretty excited about this movie. I have nothing to say. You took all my time. I see my time to the speaker. Thank you. Microsoft's aiming for zero waste by 2030. We talked uh, a few weeks ago about how Apple is also aiming for uh, net new or uh, carbon neutrality by I think 2025. Um, so this is pretty cool that Microsoft's five years seems like a lot, but that's really not compared to what this goal has has become and how long they're going to be in business, how long they've been in business. I don't have anything there. You, I didn't care about okay, that. Well, you made your time back up. Yep. Next, <laughs> Bill and Ted face the music. It's going to actually be moved up a week for release date. Have we got a price point for that yet? Do you know? No, not it's it can't be cheap enough for me to want to fucking watch it. Dude, shut up. You wanted to fucking rent that Ben Affleck movie the other day. Shut your mouth. Yeah, but that that got good reviews. Goodbye. The Impractical Jokers are back. Season nine production starts and resumes. And you know what? They're going to be teaming up with HBO. That's kind of cool. I'm way excited about this. Like if there's ever been a show that I just want to binge on a television, you know, or or a, a, a streaming network, this is one of them. Right. Yeah. You got to feel good about these guys. I mean, we follow BQ on Tell Them Steve Dave. So I think we're a little from closer to them. Right. Exactly. Yeah. From Fireman oh, Audio yeah, Guy. I've, I've been on the TSD train since BQ was a fire, like literally a firefighter. You came in a little bit later after I recommended it. Yeah. No fake. Uh, he no was on, I think, I think they were in their second season. And he would like, 
it was early enough that he was not talking about the show. I, I started listening right when comic book men exploded and he had kind of said, fuck those comic book dudes. I'm going to go do my own show. Right. It was a little, a little bit of a tension situation, but Hey, listen, I'm happy for these guys. Um, they're getting that HBO money to, to air, this this is i think the world we live in right we're like all these popular shows are up for grabs between different streaming services yeah well and i think the fun part about it is you know turner who owns i think true tv doesn't have their own yeah. streaming service so it's just kind of up there for people to grab um, well, it's warner yeah warner media warner media yeah so I, I think the cooler part is i haven't seen the practical jokers movie yet and it's coming to hbo max september 1st and the wife and i literally uh, well, yesterday don't bother getting on movies anywhere and watching it because i own it did you own it's it there. I, I didn't know you owned it oh yeah bud it's oh, on there okay what it's else, real funny what's on there lots of shit bud very porn on is there any porn? You want to screen share some porn? Dude, that would be the weirdest shit. <laughs> <laughs> we got to finish screen, together. Tony. It's, Tell it's me screen share. It's screen share. It's not video share. Oh. We could do that too, man. Whatever you want to do, dog. No. <laughs> That's, that would have to be a real lightning round for me to even <laughs> consider it, bud. Let me tell you what. Blizzard employees. Yeah, they're pissed off. Uh, an internal report went around Blizzard about some of their pay discrepancy. And uh, basically, an anonymous Excel sheet started getting spread around their headquarter offices. Uh, and it really blew up when somebody put the CEO's pay on there plus benefits. What's it? Uh, old Bobby, old Bobby, Bobby uh, Kodak, he's getting paid 30 mil a year. $30 million? <laughs> oh yeah. my God, he doesn't do anything. Nope. One of the top paid entertainment executives uh, is what they're expecting because his salary plus benefits plus compensation came out to over 30 million. What the fuck? Oh, yeah. People were pissed. But there was apparently huge discrepancies, like not industry acceptable discrepancies of 10 to 15 and sometimes 20 percent between same jobs. That is fucking ridiculous. Holy. And then, oh, Bloomberg. So I know who posted this then. Yeah. This is our boy, uh, uh, J. J. Jason Schreier, who just left uh, Kotaku not too long ago. And uh, yeah, I mean, he, he puts out some show. I mean, he, he puts out some shit. Like that dude does his research and is just a he's great. Shooting, bud. He, he's been a great uh, 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 writer for so long and does such great uh, on the ground, like hitting, hitting the books, trying to figure out some. Just a great writer, but $30 million for that asshole. Apparently, that's what people put on the spreadsheet. Fuck. Not confirmed. And why would they confirm it at this point? 10 to 15% or 10 to 20% difference between the same job? Yeah, it's a bad deal. A lot of pay. I I couldn't imagine if somebody got paid 20% more than me for the same job. And now that probably does happen because there's tenure involved and stuff, but. But like imagine making 20% more and doing 20% less. The the big kicker here that people are really pissed about is this is after Blizzard conducted their own internal and yeah, they conduct, conducted their own internal interview. They supposedly evened out a lot of pay uh and then yeah, they fired like 150 people. So bad deal, bud. Bobby, you're making 30 million and you fired people, you fucking That's prick. Fucking Whole, I mean, what kind of lifestyle are you leading that you need 30 million a year? Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. 
Uh, last one's yours. New arcade one up machines coming out. Yeah, pre-order. You, so these things have been around for a while now, right? So arcade one up. Yeah, they've been big, big old classic arcade looking machines. Yeah, quarter scale arcade machines that they put out. I mean, they put out a shit ton of these, and I think they're super dope. Um, Biggest ones like the Ninja Turtles one that I like. There's a Mortal Kombat one. Yeah, and and some of them include multiple games, which is really cool, right? Um, so yep. the, the new ones that they're they're posting up, they've got the Miss Pac Man table, which is a flat table. Um, that one's got Miss Pac Man, Galaxian, Pac Mania and pac-man plus not bad uh then you've got the x-men versus street fighter cabinet uh that's x-men x-men versus street fighter marvel versus capcom clash of superheroes x-men children of the atom which is a great game x-men mutant apocalypse and then you've got the marvel versus capcom cabinet which is a uh it's got clash of the superheroes uh which is the same game you get on x-men versus street fighter cabinet by the way uh yeah you've got Superheroes, War of the Gems, X-Men vs. Street Fighter, again, one of the other games from the other systems, Marvel vs. Capcom, Clash of Superheroes, and, uh, and, and Superheroes vs. Street Fighter. So for me, I mean, out of those three, I'd go the X-Men vs. Street Fighter cabinet because I think it has a, a good enough variation there, and I really, I really like Children of the Atom. I think it's a very good game. Yeah, I would agree. Um, played that recently at the old uh, Up Down. Yep. Well, what what a great game! Like six months ago. Yeah, when you could actually go go for it. They also have the NBA Jam one out, uh, which I thought I would really love an NBA NBA Jam cabinet. And these things go pretty cheap after after a few months. Walmart clearance them out last uh, Christmas, and uh, they were down to less less than one fifty. Some of them were. Oh my god! Yeah. I would pick one up for that price yeah uh keep keep, you, keep you an eye on buy the stuff in them for that much keep an eye on brickseek uh that's that's where you can find them i think indianola had a couple of them right. last year so if you want one you i saw i saw the mortal kombat ones and then teenage mutant Ninja turtle ones get down to 199 and that's pretty cheap still uh yeah it really is. uh Cor- Corey, careful ralph from the level up show podcast that i do oh. uh he bought one of the tmnt uh ones and, and, and really enjoyed it so Okay, well, that's the end of the lightning round. Big breath. <sighs> we made it. We made it. Listen, here's one we could have added to the lightning round because there's just no reason to talk about it. Sony had their state of play today. Whole bunch of bullshit. Nothing great. There's two things out of this that I enjoyed. Two things. What about you? How many things out of that did you enjoy? Crash was about the only thing. Crash 4. Yep. Actually seeing gameplay yep. um, was a breath of fresh air. That was about it. I think for me, I thought the crash stuff looked really cool. Um, Chris, uh, our friend Chris Dugan, was really excited because it looks very uh, Donkey Kong Country reimagined, you know, like Donkey Kong Country Returns for the Switch Uh or Tropical Freeze for the Wii U. I'm sorry, for the Wii or the Wii U. That's kind of how this looks with the um, side-to-side vine grabbing and the the different mechanics they're bringing into this. Um, So I I was really into that. Here are your quick hits. Hey, guess what? The Hitman uh, trilogy or the Hitman 3 is going to be fully playable on VSVR. That's coming out. Braid, which I've never played. They're redrawing and reimagining that game um, yeah. 12 years later. So there's that. Spelunky 2. I've never really played a bunch of a Spelunky, but there's an online multiplayer mode. Uh, Vader Immortal coming to PSVR. The Alan Wake expansion um, or AWE. They're not really calling it that, but it is, it is control with some Alan Wake business. You know, a la it being a remedy game. 
Tam right. Tam, which I've never heard of and don't care about. They showed a game called Hooded Outlaws, which just looked like old school Assassin's Creed, which has been done before mm-hmm. in a game called Assassin's Creed. Uh, <laughs> Bug Snacks. They showed the, uh, this game called The Pathless, which was like Journey mixed with uh, 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 Shadow of the Colossus. Didn't do much for me. A bunch of other indie games. And I will say this. I didn't think Godfall looked bad, but I really feel like they're putting a fuck ton of their eggs in this Godfall basket. And I, I think it's going to be good. I just don't think it's going to land. And I want to be wrong, but I just don't you think it's going to be because you're Derek Vance. That's fine. And you hate everything that everybody loves. It's, it's, it's produced or published by Gearbox, who I don't put a it's whole a lot of trust you're in. you're not sucking off Donald Trump. Yeah, sure, bud. Yeah, I'm brown. I don't like Donald Trump. Um, I, uh, <laughs> it's, it's being published by by Bethesda, who I don't have a whole lot of trust in. Um, and the idea that it's, it is a melee combat-focused looter shooter without most of the shooting that has no microtransactions, like, that all sounds good on paper. Those are all really good buzzwords, but... I, I just need to play it. Like it doesn't, it doesn't scream PS five to me. It doesn't feel like this is a headline game for a PS five, but they're really pushing it. Like it is. Well, you just spent three minutes talking about a game that you apparently don't like. So no, no publicity is bad in this age. Time yourself. It was like two minutes. <laughs> Listen, I gave you the extra minute on that one. Listen, guys like us, we, we need to take the extra minute. You know what I'm saying? You're right. You're right. My bad. All right. Hit me on this Nintendo one. I think the Nintendo stuff is cool, right? Welcome to a quarantine where you can't leave your fucking house. Even though your name's Tony Welchel, you still own a Switch. You still bought Animal Crossing. You might not have played it, but you spent your fucking money. And Nintendo thanks you for that because their profits were up something like 468 fucking percent. Over yeah, I definitely bought it. Never played it. Yeah, year over year. Um, Nintendo is is just rolling in it based on their. I really think that they got a lot of good uh, help from the COVID, which is weird to say, right? I'm going to pull up this article here really fast. The whole industry, really. Yeah, the whole industry did, but really, I mean, the Switch has been sold out everywhere. You couldn't find them between the Switch and the Switch Lite. You just couldn't get your fucking hands on one of these things, right? Um, Yeah. This this article comes from IGN. Uh, Nintendo's first quarter results of its fiscal year that uh, fiscal year ending in March 2021. So it's got some time still. Uh, Animal Crossing: New Horizons sold over 22 million copies. The Switch has sold over 61 million units total, uh, and Nintendo's net profits year over year have grown over 500%. Uh, Animal Crossing: New Horizons 22.4 units, 22.4 million units sold, is the second best-selling Nintendo Switch game ever. What's number one? Breath of the Wild. Wrong. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, a remaster of a Wii U game. What the fuck? Uh, That's pretty interesting. Super Smash Brothers and Zelda uh, go with 19.99 and 18.6. So it's blown. I mean, you're talking 4 million more units uh, to, uh, to to Animal Crossing's help there. That's the audience, though, right? I mean, well, it's a much wider audience. I would think that the audience is wider, but also the idea that, again, People were playing. I'm glad you would think that because I just said it. People were playing their Switch at home way more often, right? Um, yeah. Animal Crossing yeah. accounted for 50% of all Nintendo Switch systems uh, of that game being played from April to June. <laughs> Imagine that. At least that's a lot. That's a lot of fucking people playing that game. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
and so they're they're doing great, you know, between that Xenoblade uh, Definitive Edition Clubhouse Games Worldwide, um, which sold a million and a million three and a million oh three. Uh, Ring Fit Adventure sold a shit ton. Obviously, we couldn't find that in stores for fucking ever. Um, Nintendo's doing pretty good. Glad they got our money. <laughs> they got a lot of our money, dude. <laughs> yeah, bud. And time. Trust it. And time. All right, let's uh, run through the last few things. I did see today Spider-Man's going to be exclusive for PS4 for this new Avengers game coming out like next month. And people are pissed about it. It's not a timed exclusive, apparently. Like, it's a permanent thing. It's just going to be Spider-Man on PlayStation. Yeah, it's literally just done. Like, that's it. I don't know how I feel about that. I, I don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? You're going to buy it on PlayStation anyway, right? I don't know if I'm going to buy it at all. I don't think the game looks that good. Oh, I kind of like the idea of it, but the more they've talked about it and it's the more it's becoming like a destiny. I read a pretty, I read a pretty in-depth uh, preview of it today that shit all over it. And that did make me feel very good because of the Schluter part. Or uh, what? It said that uh, it, the headline was like uh, Marvel's Avengers destiny. This is not. And it's like even yeah. destiny is bad. So if you're saying this is not very good. That's not great. Apparently the animations for all the characters are really slow and very just drawn out at one, like one of the moves is the, the Hulk's long distance move is to stop animate him, grabbing a bunch of rubble or shit from the ground to roll it up into a ball and then throw it. And then you have to be super precise with hitting someone with it. And it's like, that doesn't, that doesn't sound fun. I haven't played it, so I don't know. Um, kind of reeks of a game that's going to just get several updates in like in a year. It'll be pretty good. The Yeah. The idea that this is going to hit open beta, uh, I believe it's a week from Friday, a week from tomorrow. So I think next Friday, the 14th, the day before my birthday, I believe all PlayStation users can play this for free. Um, if you pre-ordered, mm-hmm. if you pre-ordered it, you can play it uh, this weekend. Seem, does it seem a little like DCUO to you? Remember how popular DCUO oh, was in a yeah, niche market? No, because DC Universe Online was excessively popular, where this sounds like it might be a humongous flop. Okay. PlayStation 4 sells 112 million units. That sounds pretty good. I think the thing with me here is you talk about the, the Switch selling 60 million units and PlayStation just over here, yeah. big dick flopping. You know what I mean? Just humongous <laughs> dick flopping. Over much longer time, though. You're, you're right, but that, that does show some credit to what the, the Switch has done, but the PlayStation 4 came out of the gate winning, and that's what really, I really hope they don't lose that momentum going into the PS5. Oh, it's lost, but they've, they've fucked themselves, and Xbox, too, for that matter. It's just, they're not doing a great job on the promo. Not yet. Apple says that cloud gaming, similar things to Stadia and xCloud, violates their App Store guidelines. Isn't that weird? The idea, like, just reading that sentence, doesn't that sound fucking weird? Apple's just a, they're being a bag of dicks about anything that goes through their App Store. They want want their money. Yes, they want their money. They don't want an opportunity for people to play video games through their telephones if it's not giving them money somehow. So, basically, if you thought, hey, uh, xCloud, super cool idea, and you'll be able to use it on your Apple phone, uh, no, it won't happen. Uh, Stadia, same thing. iOS, you're going to get fucked, which sucks. Apple's... Apple, I mean, what's Apple makeup as far as the phone industry? Uh, who who even knows at this point? You you would think it's a lot, but um, I I bet they have far less market share than you would originally think. But here here's Apple's 
like here's the reader's digest of their app store policy. Uh, you if your app is free to download, but you have to pay to do anything in the app, a la the whole idea of Google Stadia is you're going to download it, but you have to pay a subscription for Google Stadia. You have to pay for their games. Apple wants that money. They don't want you just to put a paywall behind a free app. They want you to do that. Now they're not allowing things like subscribe subscriptions through the app store anymore. So it looks like money, dude. It looks like uh, in the last little while, Apple has taken over a little farther uh, market share. It looks like maybe around the 40-ish percent range for iPhones to everybody else. About what I would expect, yeah. Yeah, 40 to 50% of iPhones. So imagine that. Imagine you and I are both iPhone users. This opportunity is there. You're you're an Xbox guy. I I just now got an Xbox. The idea that uh, xCloud sounds super dope, and I say, you could play all these while you're sitting at work, although you don't leave. You can play them while you're sitting at work, but guess what? Because you have an iPhone, you fucking can't. Doesn't that suck? It would kind of suck. I mean, I I don't see myself actually using these things anyway, to be honest with you. So I'm kind of indifferent to the whole fact, but I think it's just shitty. Like, I, I hate Apple's censorship ecosystem that they've got going on. Um, They'll let shitty listen, apps dude, fall you're, through the store, but they won't let you play video games? Fuck off. Listen, they're sitting on it literally a mountain of $4 billion, $4 billion in their reserve bank. And they're worried about getting money for this shit. Like, fuck off. That's like Trump asking to get money for tech talk. Get out of here. True. Let's wrap it up, bud. What have you been watching and playing there, friend? Oh, fuck. Derek, how are you now? Hey, how are you now? Not, not so bad. And you? Uh, good. Thank you, Derek. Uh, I spent uh, a little bit of time last week. Um, I guess it was, was it Sunday night? I got home from work and uh, after a long, went long, pretty hard on the ghost weekend of work. And I just went straight into ghost of Tsushima and, uh, and, and plowed that fucker to completion and nice. um, woke up the next morning and finished up. Got, the, got, got the platinum trophy, which was not hard at all. Uh, the platinum no. trophy got you, got you this pretty cool looking armor color. And I promptly shut the system off and deleted, <laughs> shut the game off and deleted it because what else did I have to do in that game? There is no new game. Plus I saw there yeah. is to see, I cleared out every literal question mark on that fucking map. Um, and here's what I'll say, and, and, and you can talk to a little bit about this too, is you also finished God, uh, Ghost of Tsushima. I also got a war. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima. I thought the ending was just kind of flat. And you and I were both at the point that we were just done. We were both ready to just be done. I bet you right. I put 45 to 50 hours into that game. I, I wish you could check, but I would say, yeah, I was at probably 40 to 50 as well. Um, the ending I liked a little bit more. I think you have to say say it in two different ways. The ending specific to like the actual ending of the game, what happens with the story, I liked okay. Sure. Um, the ending, Act Three in general, I was like, it's too much, guys. Like it, it, you just gave me yeah. two huge fucking areas, and then you funnel me into another huge area. Uh, even it looks smaller, but it's not. No, uh, I was like, I thought, yeah, I thought the final okay. boss, like I thought the big bad guy that it was building up towards the entire game, the con was just yeah, going to yeah, be yeah. an epic fucking battle. And you bitch that motherfucker out, you know? Well, I was trying to, I was trying to take it under the direction that like we were as overpowered as you could possibly be. And let right? me tell you, you were. 
yeah um i mean and, and maybe not everybody's playing a game like that so maybe it is harder i don't know but yeah i agree i fought that and i was just waiting for it to go down and then i was like oh I killed him. Yeah, it was over with, you know? And so, of yeah. course, like the, the bait and switch of the final boss not being the, the actual last boss has been done a lot recently. Like, I feel like that's uh-huh. such a, a newer trope. With these, well, a newer trope, yeah, for sure, with these newer consoles is setting yourself up for this conflict that at the end of it is just kind of like, it's actually not what you've been doing the whole time. It's really a product of the layered story that we come to expect as gamers yeah. now. And so the, the the cliche ending of what actually happened was just kind of like f- such a such a drag. And I, I wanted this game to at least I wanted this game to explore more and try to do a little bit more with what it was setting up for. And you listen to other reviewers talk about it. I listen to the Giant Bomb guys talk about it or the Giant Beast guys talk about it. Yeah. And they made a really good point. They throw systems at you later in that game, like the ghost meter. It really does nothing. Like it looks cool, but you don't fucking do anything. It's really unnecessary, right. you know? So it's such an aesthetic choice that they didn't need that. And that's, if you step back and take a holistic look at that game, there's a lot of that you could go. You just didn't need it. <laughs> you just didn't. Yeah. This, this game does what a lot of triple feature triple a feature games and for the most part even movies uh, and television shows have done what was one of the biggest critiques of the last season of game of thrones the writing obviously but like they had a delorean remember that yeah yeah that's true yeah i mean people got across entire continents in like six minutes oh yeah um this this game does the same thing as that you get towards the end and as part of the story, they're just fucking transporting you back and forth to castles and shit like that. Like it it becomes, it became the feeling of like, they're rushing me through this. Yeah. At the very end, it just became disengaging. Yeah. It was just like towards the end of it. Like the idea that this game starts and I really, here's what I'll say. If this is going to be a new franchise, I want them to go backwards, not forwards. Yeah, I would love to see more young Jin growing up and the hardships he went through to really get him to the point of become needing to become the ghost and not building the ghost up to be like this, (laughs) this Batman ish character, because it it just kind of it just it's just kind of weak. And I will say out of all the games I've, I've played this year, I probably had the like the second most fun with that game, like Final Fantasy VII Remake, I had a fuck ton of fun with. Just nostalgia fun. That was real good. That was real good. But this game, like, I man, I mean, the first 25, 30 hours of that game, I was like, fuck yes, dude. Like, I was super pumped. And then, of course, yeah. like every other game that overstays its welcome, I was just kind of done with it. And I think the ending really fell flat for me, so that, that takes a, a few points away from me. But overall, Ghost of Tsushima, definitely one of the best games this year. Definitely. Um the the biggest problem I had late game was the combat. It just became too easy. Um, th- you know, they do throw mechanics at you to try to keep it fresh. But by the time you get to that third act, if you've been doing all the stuff and you've been maxing out like your techniques and um, your your legendary meter and all that stuff, you just get to the end and it's like, well, it's like, hey, guess what? Your your eh. archers have helmets on, so you can't do regular arrows anymore. Oh, but you have hard arrows that you can just barrel through them. So and you're like. Pfft cool I, well you can do hard arrows or now i got a sprint slash thing yeah. i can just I, I one shot these motherfuckers and stab this dude in the face like it, it just yeah i have a ghost meter that i have to kill three people for and i can kill three more without question you, 
you became too much of a badass. And I think part of that's on us because we are completionist type guys. So we were probably overpowered. That is how that right? game is set up to be played, though. Like they are definitely feeding that, yeah, feeding that realm of gamer. It still, to me, in the end, is a Japanese samurai Red Dead. I mean, it, it, to, from start to finish, that's what it felt not like. Quality, um, in my opinion, but nah, but no. The, what no. they were going for was a, was that kind of retread, yes, and, and it worked yes. for most of it. I, I did have a good time with it, though. Um, yeah, I'd probably give it like eight and a half out of ten. Yeah, I would go with an. I think I would go with an eight. Honestly, I would go a little bit lower. I, I just think I'm a really big fan. I'm a story gay, a story guy, <laughs> story gamer. <laughs> <laughs> story gay. Story what? gamer is what I was going to say, and then I wanted to say guy, and then I, I said gay. You said gay. Sorry. That's I'm right. a story gamer. And so when you miss the story, and then you cheese it up at the very end, brother, yeah. <laughs> brother that's just bad. I like the ending. I mean, not, I was fine with the ending yeah. and the, the shit with you your sh- uncle. You shouldn't and- have gotten a choice. It should have just been one ending. And I just thought it was so cliche. So anyway, moving on. Uh, we also, once Ghost of Tsushima was done, guess what? We fucking gated up in some Call of Duty, baby. We jumped right back into that motherfucker. Um, yeah. And we really didn't talk about this, but season five of COD came out. Yeah. Stadium's, Stadium's open. open. There's a train. There's new loot. Here's what I can tell you. You haven't jumped back in yet, no, right? It's, it's downloaded, but I haven't played. It is about 10 minutes of new experience, and then it's just COD. Yep. You, you jump into the stadium. There is a big conspiracy theory going around about um, is Verdansk uh, Seattle? Is Seattle Verdansk? Have you seen this yet? What? Seattle? Why? The, the inside of the stadium in Call of Duty is eerily similar to the stadium in The Last of Us 2. Oh, really? Yeah, That's so it's it's kind of a fun thing. There's no real, there's no real thing to it, right? Sure. But it is eerily similar to the inside of that studio or inside of that stadium when you're playing as Abby, um, to to the point that like when you drop first first thing I said when I dropped in, I was like, this looks like the Last of Us stadium. It was so similar, but yeah, you, you drop in a stadium, in you run around. That's fine. I'm excited to get back in there, but yeah, it's just more COD, which you know what is as long as this this game has had some legs, man, for me especially, I'm I'm way yeah. impressed with what it's done. So I'm I'm happy to get back into more, you know, just shooting motherfuckers. They have a fat operator now. Oh, uh, they have really? an operator you can choose the skin. He's he's a fat dude, which is fun. That's, I like that. Um you got a new faction that came out. There's new Shadow Warriors there's or something like that. Shadow yeah, the Shadow Shadow, Shadow Squad. Shadow Squad. <laughs> I had it on my on my brain, and then you said some stupid, silly ass shit, and I, now I can't remember what it is. But Shadow, the Shadow yes. Company. Oh, Shadow Company. There it is. Yeah, and uh, so that's new. But otherwise, the map is unchanged. The, the stadium is open, and there's a train that shows up a couple times a game that has high high end loot on it. Uh, but Apex Season Six got announced today. I haven't watched anything about it, but Apex Season Six yep. is coming. Um, I think what we're going to find interesting about COD Season 5 is the additional mode. So Battle Royal, kind of the same. But now they got the Juggernaut mode. They have Mini Warzone. Have you seen that? I have. I know. So you start with far less people and you start as if I think it starts in like the last two or three circles. So it's a much more consolidated map, much more fast paced game mode. I like that idea. So. Yeah, so that's fun. There's some new plunder stuff. Really There's going to be a new co- mode. I really want a night mode map. Oh, that'd be all right. Yeah. Really cool. There is there is new multiplayer maps. Um, I haven't yeah, jumped into the mode. multiplayer at all. 
but there's some weapon rebalancing. So, I mean, it's, it's a big patch. The thing, but, I, the thing I took away this week is that the new Call of Duty, whatever that is for 2020, is just going to incorporate Warzone. Warzone. Yep. So that's just going to be a rollover. That's exciting to the point that if I just need to delete Call of Duty and reinstall just Warzone by itself, I, I don't hate that other than the fact that it's a gajillion gigabytes. Um, right. But th- that, that sounds okay. They should really team up with Seagate because people need external drives for this game at this point. That's for sure. Uh, and then the last thing I've been doing is I we just I, listen. I've been I've been heading on up to, to Canada to Letterkenny. Uh, I think we started yeah. season. I want to say I'm like halfway through season four. four. Yeah, I, we just got out of the snow. We watched the Halloween one, which I kind of thought was a little lame. It wasn't as good as I wanted yeah. it to be. Um, yeah. And we started season four last night, which I believe I fell asleep during, which is a classic Derek Vance move. Um, <laughs> but listen, they just have some. I mean, the cold open right is a classic staple. Every time. The Office, yep. Seinfeld. I mean, some beers with the pals the other day. <laughs> the way he enunciates everything is just the fucking best. Yeah, I found Little Kenny the other day. Yeah, the um, I slam, I slammed through those like twelve minutes. That was amazing. Yep. Uh, that was just funny. The thing with his teacher was real hilarious. I watched it, but uh, it's fun. It's fun, but yeah, I'm about halfway through season four, and it's it, it's holding up, man, and it's getting funnier. Actually, like it's very few shows. I've stuck with this argument my entire life. Very few shows make me laugh every single episode. Um, and those two shows are like, it's not the Simpsons. It's not really the office. It's not uh, parks and rec. It's not all the stuff you would think it is Seinfeld and it is family guy. And, and I hate every, yeah, episode. I, I can't tell you how much I hate family guy. So I don't want to listen to that shit. But what I will say is that I have been thoroughly impressed the amount of, comedy it's been able to deliver in in short spurts uh right here's six episodes and again we're watching it all in a binge right it's not we're waiting on seasons yet have, have you noticed that every episode has the same structure yes every episode has a fight yep. every episode has it a, a complete roast fest yep. it, it, it but it works and it hasn't yeah, lost it any steam yet so every season has a different gay couple that they roast <laughs> I'm, I'm having a good time with uh, with Letterkenny. It's it's still a good time. How are you now, Derek? So good. So good. How are you now, Derek? I'm good and you. Good, thank you. <laughs> you fucked it up, bud. I, we already did that bit once. I don't Figure it out. Figure it out. Dude. The, 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 the last puppers. thing I'll say about Letterkenny. Get this guy a fucking puppers. <laughs> Last thing I'll say about Letterkenny, the <laughs> the reoccurring jokes about ass play are just yeah, to die that for. Anal start was so was just, was just a lot. Oh man, they every few episodes they have a deep conversation about ass play for men, like getting your finger, get, getting a finger in your bum, and and all Fucking kinds of just. Bum. Yeah, it's just so. You guys ever fucks a girl in her bums? <laughs> like, it's just so. It's, it's we, we don't kiss and tell. What I what I will say is I I'm I don't know where I'm at with the Bonnie McMurray thing, but it does. It's the initial reaction time is pretty good. It's, yeah, it's and the, one, yeah. but. Maybe Man, her coming out with all those costumes, that was about the funniest part of that uh, Halloween episode. Yeah, that's pretty good. Last, God, what else? There's a couple of key lessons that I feel like as a man that I've learned. Listen, when a man asks for help, you help him. Yep. 
Yeah, that's a good one. What else? Uh, you said it. You don't fuck with Canadian gooses. Sure. You've been there. You haven't been to that no, one yet. Not have there. You? No. Okay. You don't kiss. What was the, what was the one that I was telling you about the other day that I just could not stop laughing about? I don't remember. Um, it was so beyond. <laughs> it was so raunchy. I just I can't remember it now, but I I know I Snapchatted you and another gal that I work with that uh, watches the show, and I was just like I can't believe that they're saying these things. It's it's such um, a good show. It really is. I'm glad you yeah you brought me onto that. I've, listen, I will say, Kenny Wagon, I will say, oh, don't suck your own dick. Can we not? Can we not? Okay. It's not proper to suck your own dick in front of another. Okay. Okay. It's inappropriate. Sure. Go ahead. I'm waiting. Figure it out. Go ahead. I will say that <laughs> my 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 hit ratio on turning you on to things as is pretty is pretty about Listen, your hit ratio for turning me on is zero. Right, yeah. Your hit ratio for turning me on to good television or pretty games, nice. Or things in general. I'm I'm batting close to a thousand. Get the fuck. Okay, Pete Rose, calm down. Pretty pretty strong here. Get the fuck out of here, Major League. It, I mean I've got two I've got two hits in the last month alone. Ghosts is probably gonna go down as one of the bigger and ones. And Letterkenny. Letterkenny's not gonna be like you you he brought me to Letterkenny, but it's not like I was offended uh, offended by it or anything yeah, originally. Either way, Joe's was openly like, I don't think this game's but gonna I be. But I turned good. you there, and guess what? I, I gotcha. Okay, tell me what you've been what about you? Have you been doing anything? Nothing much different than you. Been playing letter uh, been playing Ghost, uh finished that, watch Letterkenny. Uh, downloaded my friend Pedro, which is kind of sort of fun. And then uh, Quantum Break, which was a game I was like, oh, remedies on this. Uh, that, that sounds cool. It's a lot. It's got mocap from a bunch of famous actors. Then you tell me it's not that great. So that's disappointing. It got shit all over. I don't want to say it's not bad. I haven't played it, but it, it did get shit all over. It looks really fun. And for a game that's like four or five years old, it looks amazing it's got ice uh, visually. What's that? It's got Iceman in it. Yeah, it's got Iceman. It's got uh, it's got uh, Zavala. It's got Littlefinger in it. Uh, I mean, there's quite a few uh, mocapped actors that. And at one point, I was watching the trailer, and it was either mocapped and visualized so well that I thought it was really them acting, uh, or it was really them acting. Yeah, it could be. Could be one or one or yeah. other. I don't know. Got any walk-ons there, D Rock? All right, here's your walk-on. Show of the summer, folks. We didn't think it was going to happen. Should have started in June. Big Brother's back. Let's watch that shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. I did watch. Uh, I've watched about half the episode. Um, I got cut out. Another episode on tonight. Lunch, so. Another episode tonight. Oh, was there another episode tonight? Get your, get your Big Brother schedule in order, brother. It's Wednesday, Thursday, Sunday. I was. I knew it was three days, I could, and I knew it was Wednesday and Sunday. I couldn't remember what the other one yeah, was. Wednesday, Thursday, Sunday. So uh, I'm excited to watch it. All-Star cast. It's weird that they're doing this, but you know what? It's a it's a, it's a a quarantine show for a quarantine time. It's a grab for, yeah. Well, it just makes sense, right? You're already locking people away anyway. So um, that's your walk on. Watch Big Brother. I, I love Big Brother. So uh, check that shit out. Wrestling, if you want to watch Matt Hardy get just railed in the face of the chair and bloodied everywhere, watch some AEW. Uh, that was so. 
wicked, bud. It's still the best wrestling on television. Although Pat McAfee versus Adam Cole's got me a little peaked. That's kind of strange. Do you see yeah. this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't have a wrestling segment, which I kind of regret. That's okay. But, uh, it's, it's, yeah. it's fine to give it a week because it can have a little breathing worm. But, but I'll tell you, Pat McAfee punting uh, Adam Cole in the head and Triple H like throwing him around kind of yeah, yeah. got me rocked up. So he really got the guy. He really did. So exciting yeah. stuff. AEW is still great. But yeah, if you want to show the summer, Big Brother is it. What about a walk on for you, buddy? Uh, Big Brother is a good one. I think we'll end on that. All right. Uh, well, we're going to get on our pedal bikes and get out of here. <laughs> we ain't going to be going much, yeah, uh, much fast. anywhere, though. <laughs> All right. Well, we love you for the DTS uh, DTS podcast. I am Tony. How are you doing, Derek? Hey, how are you? Hey, I'm not so bad. And you? I'm uh, not, not too bad at all there. Thank you, Derek. Uh, I'm Derek. Goodbye. Goodbye. We out here. We out here.